What's up, guys? Long time. No hey. talk to. Hello. You recognize that dumbass voice? <laughs> That's rude. It's, That's rude to say about yourself. It's me, Brody, and... Jenna. The biggest difference is that Jenna has moved locations. She's no longer in a chair. She's in her lounging beanbag that has now become a staple of our... Entryway. Entryway. <laughs> At CrossFit Excess, which takes up pretty much the entire damn room. Yeah, but it's super comfy. And I just want to let you guys know that. (laughs) (laughs) I just took a picture, a creeper picture. Um, It better not be ugly. You always take the worst ones of me. I look bald. Yeah, you do. How about you adjust your mic so you stop breathing into, like, freaking Darth Vader? Or take some decongestant or something. (laughs) Help us out. I stopped taking my allergy pill. Well, clearly you should be back on it because you're sounding like Darth Mm, Vader. Clearly. Turn of the Jedi. So what's been up, Jenna? Nothing, just been busy. Doing Uh, what? Working. Anything like? I've been editing a lot. Um, Trying to finish up my crap for the year. Um, and then soon I'll have a little break. What kind of break? Um, I'll have like a couple months off from weddings, so then I have to do taxes, which is fun for all the small business owners out there. I yeah. hate you. <laughs> He's so rude. He takes pictures of me and he just put devil horns on me. I take them off. Right. Yeah, so don't read too much into this podcast. Jenna sent me something. I thought it'd be cool. I had my schedule this week was pretty light and uh it's been really crazy as far as being a gym owner in the corona era, the old virus. It seems like we've been talking about this last year or something. Mm, well, it has almost <laughs> been a year. Um so when that all happened, just like the announcement kind of said that there's just no way I could consciously just set aside time every single week to get this done and do it right. And, uh, of course, you know, I like to do things right. And um, But I had some free time. Jenna sent me this article that was kind of, I would say, controversial between her and I. Uh, yeah. Which is shocking. Well, yeah. it wasn't even really an article. It was just like an Instagram yeah. post. But, um, So I thought we would talk about it. Yeah. So the um, here it goes. Bring it up. Okay. We, this is, we have no script, no nothing. We're just going to talk about it. Yeah. So a girl named Joelle, she's a dietitian, I believe. I'm sure she has like 500,000 followers or something. Whatever. Anyways. Oh, am I, am I right then? I probably. Hmm. Um, her post was, I should look different than I do. And that was like her, the meme that she put. And then below it says, have you ever said this to yourself? It's probably the number one complaint we hear on consult calls in our level 10 coaching clients. It's also why we have a motto at level 10, do less fam. Because sometimes the reason you're not seeing results is because you're doing too much. Too much exercise and not enough recovery. Too much activity and not enough calories. Too much restriction and not enough balance. 
too much stress and not enough stress management. Chances are, if you've ever thought the statement to yourself, there's a good chance you need to do less. The clients who come to us with the, this mindset are the clients who need to be fed. They're the clients who are sometimes dieting too hard and likely need to reverse. They're the clients who need to learn how to work out effectively and efficiently instead of doing a 10 exercise circuit hit plyometric workout seven days a week. If you're working really hard and nothing is moving, no progress is being made, or you're just getting squishier, it may be time to do less, fam. So what do you think about that? It's a lot to digest. Well, what was so your let's break it down. first? Um, who was that person? Her name's Joelle. Joelle, what? Samantha. Fletcher? No, Joelle, Samantha. She has a master's in exercise physiology, um, bachelor's in science. Sorry, only 50,000 followers. 54.3 thousand. Sorry, her original thing is, I feel like for how hard I'm working, I should look different than I do. Not just I should look different than I do. What's supposed to look like? I'm on her. Thing. It's a second. Well, go back to that. It's the that one so i guess what i wanted to do is i seen some things in there that kind of just i can see both sides and uh i guess what we'll do is just kind of break this down um as we kind of roll through this all right so first off uh Instagram. Let's talk about that. Instagram, social media. I think just like so many people look at social media and uh, compare themselves to a body type, to a ability, to um, accomplishments. Um, they do the same in professions like this, right? So registered dietitian, fifty thousand followers. And sometimes, and I'm not saying they don't put out good information, but sometimes a lot more is, I don't know, accepted by someone because they have a, a following, they, they have clout, they have a, a reputation, and is the reputation based off of substance or is it based off of because they have followers, Right. And do they actually know what they're doing? Do they actually know what they're talking about? And I've kind of used this comparison before, right? If I was to run a athlete camp for competitors and the exact same time Ben Bergeron was to run one and we're relatively, we're side by side, as far as our gym locations, his is going to sell out and mine won't, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> yeah. And uh, I'm breathing too hard if I put it. And uh, well, I think you're gonna have problems with editing. If you still remember how to do that. Huh. So let's with Ben Bergeron, right? 
he has ga- uh, games athletes, right? You would appear. It appears that he knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. right? But w- what was he ten years ago, eight years ago, nine years ago? Right? I don't know. Right? We knew about CrossFit New England. You would hear about it. it's an older affiliate, and uh, but when he gets a, a games athlete that goes and does well, now all of a sudden they get notoriety. Mm-hmm. Right, and they're well connected to the CrossFit HQ scene, blah blah blah. Does that mean he's such a superior coach than what I am? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I would have to see what he does. Um, does it make me less of a coach because I don't have? I have seven hundred followers, and he may have a hundred thousand. I don't know. I'm pretty confident what I offer. I think that when you have someone like Katrin or whoever, right, if if you had someone like Katrin come here that had that ability, there's no doubt in my mind I could take them to an unprecedented level myself, personally. But the notoriety that you get because you have 100,000 followers or 700, some people ain't going to really care about what you have to say. Yeah. It doesn't mean the information is less. It doesn't mean the information is more prominent because of the followers or not because of the followers. I just think it's overlooked, and I can't stand that. So this is stuff I talk about, Jenna. That's kind of what I I tell, I told her kind of about this. I was just jokingly taking a shot at her. Mm-hmm. Jokingly. <laughs> um, about, oh, I was like, wonder how many followers she has, like, do you ever find yourself like you you personally listen to more things based off of their popularity as far as who they are in the world or the industry that they're in? Mm, no, because I think that there's also a lot of like inaccurate information who has a lot of followings. Mm-hmm. Like People, just because it's on the internet doesn't mean that it's true, but I do, I have followed her for a long time, and most of the stuff that she posts, I do agree, um, and a lot of it is, like, information that I didn't already know, um, but I will say, like, like you said, because she's, like, a registered dietitian and stuff, um, I mean, she, that's, like, her, she specializes in that, so I'm going to trust somebody more that does like specialize in those kinds of things than some random like Facebook person that or Instagram person that didn't go to school for that. I mean, I know more about speech pathology than someone looking up s- stuff on Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, but let's let's play the other side of that. And I've I've used this comparison before back in the day. Um can someone know and have all the knowledge? Let's use I use I'll use two examples I've used all the time: Bill Belichick and historians. All right, so let's, let's we'll go with Bill Belichick. Does he not have enough knowledge and capability to know everything about the quarterback position to make someone the best quarterback athlete or the best quarterback in the NFL? Without ever being quarterback, he has well, clearly okay, but he's he doesn't he, he that's not you know he 
he's a head coach, right? So, but he has enough knowledge to do that. War historians have never been in the military or ever been to war, but they know every single aspect of war, but they've never been in it. Now, there's, I would say there's parts where they'll never understand because yeah. until you're there, until you're actually being shot at, until you actually see your friends potentially get wounded or killed, until you're in that, you don't know how your body's going to react, right? You can train as much as you want, but until it hits the fan, you don't know how your body's actually going to react. You hope that your training pays off and you react accordingly. Mm-hmm. But some people don't. They won't understand that aspect of the... Um, of war and so <clears throat> being being someone that specialized as a as she is a registered dietitian does that mean she is good at what she does do you know any do you know any people that do you know any photographers that are photographers that consider themselves professional but yet they're not yeah, but you can also just tell by their content and, like, what they use to back stuff up. Like, a lot of her stuff is pretty factual. Um, so, I'm not, like, just following her because she has 50,000 followers. I follow her because I like the stuff that she posts. Yeah, and I'm not saying that you do, but I will say this. You are more inclined to listen to them than you are me in some instances. And we've known each other a long time. Well, they specialize in this. So what? So you're saying because I'm not an Olympic weightlifting coach or I'm not a... I just think nutrition is very complex and they know a lot of like... (laughs) Don't undersell what I know, right? I'm not underselling, but you're saying that I'm more likely to listen to what she has to say, but I think she probably has a broader spectrum of knowledge when it comes to certain things with nutrition. Because she has a certificate? Because she has her degree? No, because she's been doing it and she specializes in it. Just like you know more about CrossFit and Olympic weightlifting than she probably does, even though she probably has some knowledge about that kind of thing. How much does she know about CrossFit? And how much does she know about how the nutrition works for each individual CrossFit athlete? I don't know. So I guess that's where we'll go with this. So what I'm getting at is I'm not a USA w certified olympic lifting coach but i'm very good at it Mm -hmm. so now i don't have a piece of paper well if you think a piece of paper makes you good at something you're insane because any jenna could go get certified with her usaw tomorrow or this weekend Mm -hmm. in a two-day course i've seen usaw coaches that are certified and they can't move a barbell themselves Right, but they're going to teach everybody how to do it. So they have, meaning Bill Belichick can't play quarterback, but he knows every aspect about it just because he can't throw it 60 yards, right? You can be a coach, but you have to know the ins and outs of every part of that, whatever you're trying to teach, right? You have to know the ins and outs. If you don't know the ins and outs, I don't say you have to be the top weightlifter in the world, but you better know every single thing about lifting and be able to, to transfer that to per- someone and coach them and change them, right? Um, but I get really, I don't get caught up in people that have 50,000 followers and I and look at their message and be like, oh my God, they're so right because of 
They must be right. They have so many followers. I right? don't think that either. I didn't look at it and say, oh, my gosh, she has this many followers. It must be right. I looked at it, and I was like, yeah, I do agree with that. I think that overworking your body, it puts stress on it, especially women. Like, they already have so many hormonal issues, or we. Well, we'll get to that, but I'm not saying that you did it for that sole purpose, but I will say that you do, and you already admitted that you you give someone more respect because they specialize in the field. Well, it's not more respect. I just, am, I believe probably more of what they're going to say or take what they're saying into accountability because they do specialize in that. It's not their follower account. I could care less. Okay. I think a part of having a big follower account is one, marketing yourself. Because, and two. Yeah, what else? What? Marketing and what else, right? I mean, if you want a big following, what is it? I think no one's going to follow you if you're not posting and you don't have good information. And that's, yeah. I mean, content can be king, but it can also be, I've I've not been through this. Videos of her, I mean, there's a bunch of, yeah, there's a bunch of, I just scrolled through the first, I'm guessing that's her. I've scrolled through probably the last 10 posts and eight of them are pictures of her. And so this is the marketing aspect. And that's what I'm saying. Like, is someone following her because of her information or is it because she's putting herself out there and, and taking these professional photos and sharing them on Instagram? I don't know. I don't know. That's my problem. Like if, yeah, but they're slides. So like the first one is her and then the next is like, information well, uh, that's not true i'm her recent post is just her so i'm just i'm creating conversation so before you get all fucking defensive i'm not i'm just saying that there's I, information I, I, there's information but i'm looking at her page i've never seen this before jenna had sent this to me and uh i'm going to say that she's marketing herself by almost selling herself I don't know. I reading her information like that's not. You know how Instagram works, algorithms with these damn tags and stuff. It's already been proven that women will have more followers than men. It's just the way it is. Um, if you look, you look at the grand scheme of, you know, if you would take the top ten, whatever, you find the comparison that women totally blow guys out of the water as far as followers. So I think it's it's an image thing. And I think sometimes what people will get that will build a following, but it doesn't mean the stuff they're putting out is good, right? Because there's there's people I probably follow that I probably shouldn't because their con- content sucks, but I'd follow them for whatever reason. So anyways, so marketing yourself. She has a lot of followers, 50,000. And um, I think to me what is interesting is when you get someone with followers, like, she has 50,000, but her stuff gets 1,000 likes, which is crazy to me, right? Mm-hmm. You would think it'd be, that means she's not even getting, you know, 25% of her total followers liking the stuff that she puts out there, which is mind-blowing to me. Now, yeah. why is that? If her if her stuff is that good, why is that? I, I don't know. Yeah, so... Don't get wrapped up in the followers. I'm not saying you, Jenna does. I have to clarify before she comes off that beanbag, all crazy with them devil horns. But I doubt she does. She don't, she don't move too fast until about 3 o'clock. And um, 
<laughs> so funny. But, uh, all right, let's get into this. So, the first thing, uh, too much exercise and not enough recovery. Well, let's back that up, sorry. Because sometimes the reason you're not seeing results is because you're doing too much. All right, so first one is too much exercise, not enough recovery. Is that true or false? Yeah, I think that's true. Okay. So what what is classified as too much exercise? Mm, I think it depends on your body, but I think that you should have um, when you're feeling like sore or I don't know. Because to be honest, uh oh, what the voice got up there? Well, about to get serious up in here. It honestly depends on the person. I don't think that there's like an a set time. I think you have to listen to your body, which is hard. Especially, I feel like I know when I did it, but I have seen it in other people that when they start to make progress, they want to let rest less, and they aren't letting their body recover, which typically means that injury is around the corner. Potentially, yep. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It just depends, but I will say that, um, like, I talked to my doctor and I was having, like, some hormonal stuff, and basically she was just saying... You say was? I mean, I probably still do. <laughs> um, but she was just saying that when you do, like, high-intensity stuff for a long period of time, it can change your hormones, which that's a fact. That's true. It can. But um, she was just saying to maybe, like, incorporate some, like, yoga or, like... Like, I could still exercise, but try not to do as, like, high-intense stuff, like, every day of the week. Like, try to mix it up a little bit just to, like, not put as much stress on your body because when you do that, then... What kind of doctor was this? Just a primary physician. And this is where... This is the problems I have. Uh, Primary care physician, it's very general. Yeah. Right? They're not specific. She don't know shit about CrossFit. Yeah. Or they. Who... Some of them may. I'm not saying all of them, but I would say a majority of doctors don't know about CrossFit. Mm-hmm. They may have heard about it, and we've done a whole thing on, like, how doctors are the first ones to tell you to stop doing something like that. Well, I don't even think it's, like, just CrossFit. <laughs> I think they don't really know much about exercise. Don't do, don't do high intensity. Well, what's high intensity? Yeah. Do you even know what that is? Do you know what I do on a daily basis? Yeah. I'm not a fucking stair stepper, and I'm also not deconditioned to where the point of if I was like a majority, 50% of Americans deconditioned, overweight, uh, underactive, right? Of course, I think if you were to do high intensity repeatedly, it's going to really screw up your system, mm-hmm. right? Now, if it's the wrong, if there's no guidance, right? If you're doing it on your own and you're just falling like a whatever you see online, whatever the new fad is, then we could, we could have a problem. For someone like Jenna and other people like her, I'll agree in the fact that the better you get, the more you want. Okay, You accomplish something, you're ready to accomplish the next. Why? Because you're gaining confidence, you're gaining momentum. You just feel great about yourself, right? You've, you're doing things you never thought you'd be able to do. You, you got your first muscle up, now you want five. Mm-hmm. Now you want to be able to do them in a workout. Now you want to do them in the open. Now you, you snatch, finally snatch 125 as a female. Now you want 150. Right now you want 175 because you want that fucking a 45 and a 25 on each side, like because it looks cool, 
And um, the thing is, once you do that and once you keep going, you're right. You can get into this very dangerous, these dangerous waters. And I just actually talked to one of our members about that. Um, She's doing really, really good, crushing it, does probably some of the highest volume inside the gym. And it's almost like, hey, it's good that you're doing that, but we have to make sure we're still maintaining the body. We're still working on mobility and flexibility because we've talked about this in the past. If you don't, all that new tissue gets it's short and stiff, and it you're growing, you're getting stronger, but you will become less mobile, and then that leads to the potential for injury. So, yes, too much exercise and not enough recovery. And then my problem is she's being very vague, and I don't like that. Right, I don't like vague because what is too much? Too much for you and too much for me are completely different. Mm-hmm. So I don't like that. I like to be specific. So when she puts out something general like this, it's information. I take that for what it is. Okay, but for me, that can also detract people. We've talked about this. Like if people were like, "Oh, that's so dangerous," or "Oh, it's this," and it's always being. Sh- stuff that's so negative so negative so negative they're going to be apprehensive and just look at what COVID is like we have our governor uh every news media outlet is just ramming that everybody is everybody's going to die from this still and we know by now we know about COVID we we know how to try to live in a world with it until things can kind of settle down and I'm not saying it's not dangerous because clearly it can be but when you do that, people are less inclined. They don't, they're not even doing Thanksgiving with their family, right? So you really think that new people are going to sign up to a, a gym that they have they don't know anybody at? Mm-hmm. No, it's going to be it's going to scare the shit out of people. And it's been proven time and time again that exercise is one of the best easiest ways to combat this. Why boost your immunity? I did a post on this. It boosts your immunity. I I mean, it keeps you from being depressed. Like we already know our body functions a lot better our hormones when they're in balance and they're not down the pits of being having anxiety depression addiction thoughts like we're not in this deep hole right so everything uh, with our immune system goes up our spirits are higher um we're building antibodies like it's just there's so many benefits to it Mm -hmm. and i think that when you have when you put stuff like this out here it's kind of vague too much exercise and not enough recovery. Absolutely. But what's that mean? I think I would think that it would have to be general, though, because like we said, it could be. It varies each person, you know what I mean? So like if she was to say, like, what would she what would be better? What would be better? What would she say? Yeah. Uh, I think too much exercise, not not enough recovery each person is different yeah if you put that then i can take that into your elite athlete to your gpp to someone that's just starting crossfit we'll give you those three spectrums those are all three different too much exercise not enough recovery absolutely when you first start up crossfit you're sore as shit right or if you take a prolonged period off you you come back after two weeks of whatever vacation or just taking a break first three four days is kill your soul, kill your legs, kill your body, whatever. So there's going to be additional recovery in there that maybe you didn't use the need, right? Mm-hmm. As someone that's a higher performer, absolutely you still need you still need the rest, but I also think that like you said, 
if you listen to your body, okay, and it's performing at a high level, you're not sore, you're not tired, weights still feel good, then just keep going. Like, ride that wave. Mm-hmm. If you start feeling like moderate weights feel extremely heavy, that you're run down, you're not really, you don't have a, like a third year on the back end of a workout, it's probably time for one or two rest days mm-hmm. and really focus on that. And the process, process of that, you have to recover throughout. Just because you're riding that wave doesn't mean you're not maintaining your body. doesn't mean you're not eating properly. doesn't mean you're not sleeping properly or getting enough sleep. doesn't mean you're not drinking enough water. But we want to ride that wave when you're on that competitive level because we know they don't, they, those come in spurts. And they're, they're not – you don't ride that for 30 straight days, but it may be 10, 11 that you can get really good stuff in. Mm-hmm. And then you do need a break. So too much activity and not enough calories. Okay, what do you think about that one? I mean, I agree. That's kind of general again, but uh, if you're putting out too much and you're in a caloric deficit for too long, yeah, then you're bound to have some issues. What kind <laughs> of issues? You're not meant to stay in a caloric deficit for a long period of time. Yeah. What kind of issues? Well, we've already covered hormones but also injury because your body's not recovering properly mm-hmm. and it's not getting enough food inflammation um and also when you do stay in a caloric deficit for so long then your body adjusts to that so then you need that will become your new you won't be hungry i, I and i learned this through nutrition people's bodies will adjust with giving food and not having food okay it doesn't mean that if they're not hungry and the food is low, and I'm not even talking about calories, it could be carbs, whatever, their bodies are functioning, they're doing well. And it's funny, once once I pull people all the way back down and get them to the body weight that we want, doing it over a broad time, six months, five months, not a month mm-hmm. or six weeks where you're in an extreme deficit, they're still performing, they're still PRing, they're still gaining through that entire you know, six months period, six month period. And at that point, once they're, once what happens is their body fat comes down, lean body mass goes up because they are getting stronger. At that point, I, that's when I start introducing them to the more food. And where I see the biggest problem with dietitians, people doing the CrossFit stuff. Oh, here's 400 carbs right off the bat. You're not eating enough. Mm -hmm. Well, that causes a lot of issues. I don't, it's almost like trying to, my back squats, you know, 400 pounds. Well, let's go and put 425 on there and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, I think only because I've, like, been following her for a long time, so I kind of, like, get what she has, like, stressed over and, and over again. Let me interject something. Okay. And then you finish. And I'm going to say this because I was just thinking this. I've only seen one post and read one post. She may have a following where everything kind of leading up to this explains, like, her direction, her philosophy, yeah. her, her motives. So I'm I'm basing this off a, a screenshot or snapshot. With that said, if this is the first thing I see as a snapshot, I'm kind of taken back. Mm. But go ahead. Uh, I think her main thing is like to not stay dieting forever. So like you said, like incorporating food back in. Um, but like some people keep reducing like carbs and fats, and then they like keep doing that, keep doing that, and then their body adjusts to that, and then once they 
finally. It's like we were talking about the biggest loser the other day. Yeah. And they're like hardcore dieting for so long. And then once they finally introduce food back in, then they start binge eating and they've like yeah. created all these really bad habits, which um, I mean, sometimes I feel like I, I'm definitely not like that, but sometimes I feel like I have a bad food r- relationship because not to, to an extreme or anything, but I feel like sometimes like I didn't eat like junk for so long that now like when I am eating that, I just kind of want more and I feel <laughs> like because I'm not supposed to be eating it, then like... I don't even know. It's just like a weird mental thing. But anyways, I think that's what she means. I don't think she means like not ever incorporating food back. I think she just is targeting more of the hardcore dieters that just keep dieting for long periods of time. Once again, I'm I'm a I've never been where I've always been performance based and I've never believed in doing these cuts or whatever it is. And now with that said, we're going to pull we're going to pull your weight down, but we're going to do it over a, a broad time mm-hmm. and we're going to start you a little bit lower but a lot of times when we start people would consider what i what you would consider low across the board it's typically more than they are to eat so yeah. it's not really low well it's it's like low to the standard of a where you're going to end so i for cutting purposes especially for crossfit whenever i see that it's mainly for gymnastics purposes absolutely and then well and body weight anything yeah, and then if it when I my first thought of cutting is like bodybuilding or something like that, like wrestling, they, yeah, or Olympic weightlifting. That's the one thing I didn't like about that. <laughs> yeah, and, but there's good ways and bad ways to do it, and yeah. but once again, to me, too much activity and not enough calories. Well, let's I get wrapped up in the calories thing. We've talked about this. We say too much calories. Well, not enough calories. I'm sorry, too much activity, not enough calories. Okay. But what, how am I, it's, when you say calories, like, what are we talking about? You know, people don't even know what the freak that means. Like, calories. What, people are going to, like, people don't understand how calorie-saturated fats are, right? So, if I want to bump calories up, I'm, I could eat 10 more grams of fat, and it's going to take me to another level. Well, they don't know, so that's probably why, what she's there for. The, the whole calorie count, I guess, it's, it's probably i hate i hate that because let's say let's uh if we go to our daily value right and someone gets onto and i've had this happen my fitness pal and then they put their body weight their height and stuff and it says says eat this many calories and i yeah, look at it's not accurate but I, hold on a second this is this is the thing right this is this is a an app that has millions of downloads that is rated really high, one of the best fitness tracker trackers for food out there, and they're they're saying here's my height, here's my weight, and here's my activity, and it's telling me eat 2,800 calories, and I'm, you know, five six, female at a uh, hundred and, you know, 48 pounds, 140 pounds, which is I'd say it's overweight. Five six is that overweight? No, definitely not. Okay, five two. <laughs> Let's lose some inches. Probably still not over. <laughs> 140, 145 pounds? Mm-hmm. I would say that's overweight. Mm-hmm. I would say you should probably be around 120, 130 pounds at 5'2". Absolutely. Anyways, 
You get my. You know what the fuck I'm saying. So stop trying to paint me in a corner, asshole. I'm looking at him cross-eyed. Yeah, which is normal. What I'm saying every is every lady like, on here is gonna attack you. <laughs> that's okay. I wouldn't be the first time. I'm not talking shit. Um, if I was, I'd definitely tell you I was. What I'm saying is, you're putting this in. It's telling you to eat X amount of calories. Are you putting it in there? No. Oh, you're. Uh, you're tells you eat X amount of calories, and I look at that. I'm like, holy crap, that's a lot. Right? It, it really is. And their fat's really high, their carbs are low, protein's moderate. And that's when they put it in this tracker. And so when they come to me like that, it's kind of, there's no way, if they was to follow that and they look at their caloric intake, there's no way that they're ever going to get out of that that hole. Mm -hmm. It's just impossible. Does that make sense to you? I think that they could get out of the hole, but I know what you mean. How can you get out of the hole, okay? If it's telling me to eat 800 extra calories per day. Because your body's smart. You can reverse. That doesn't make any sense, Jenna. How, how do people get overweight? They do it by eating. Yeah, too much. Too much. But So then you'd have to eat less. But I'm saying, but this is what it's telling me to eat. And from my experience, the last few years I've done nutrition, when you put that in there, your caloric intake is well above what it should be. Yeah, I agree. That's But they're following. And they're, so you just said that they would. I don't know anybody, I know that you do, and I know that people have, but I don't know anybody that knows what they're doing or that has followed that and, like, has had success. Like, the numbers that the, that has been given. Like, every nutritionist or whatever that I have followed has all said not to use my fitness pal tracker. What do they say to use? A coach <laughs> to give you numbers. Okay, I mean, obviously. But we're gonna we're gonna just play the fucking numbers and percentages here. There's more people who don't use a nutrition coach than do. Yeah, but people also use if it fits your macros, and they don't have success with that either. No, I I that's <laughs> but that's what I just said. And you said that their bodies would be fine. No, Maybe I think not eventually not. With There's, how could it how could it be if I'm consistently eating 800 calories extra per day? I don't think at that level it can. But I'm saying that they can be okay. Eventually, if they are if not they, eating that much. Correct. I understand that, but they are eating that much because their fucking phones tell them to, right? They're putting their well, height. they'll figure it out soon when <laughs> they step on the scale. I know. <laughs> they and, can't button their pants. And that's my point is when we go, we're, this is about trust. I, yeah. I, I download this app. That's the number one thing to download for food tracking. Yeah. To me, I know nothing. Mm-hmm. I know nothing. I'm ready to make a change. I'm going to download this bitch. I put myself in there. And what am I going to do? I'm going to hit this. Like, why am I not? Well, I'm gaining weight. Now, weight gain isn't bad if it's good weight. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I'm like, I, I can't fit my clothes. And it's because I'm eating 800 extra calories per day. Mm-hmm. Because my caloric intake is well above what it should be. Why? Because it's generalized. And that's what I feel about this post. It's very generalized. And I think with anything, you read the information, take something out of it you want, and then get rid of the rest Mm -hmm. all right so um too much activity not enough calories absolutely right but i think at a high performance level the the there's a fine line we have to make sure that we're eating enough to fuel our body and get us through the workouts and recover but we're also going to make sure that we're not eating too much to where we're gaining a pound over a month right because let's let's be real if over five months, I I gained five pounds. Now what happens to your gymnastics? Yeah, it gets a little. It bit. gets it gets a little bit harder, right? And then if that trend continues, now we're talking six or eight months. 
and you're not going to notice a pound in an entire month. Mm-hmm. But you're going to notice, like, damn, I'm going. Now you're hoping that maybe it's strength-related yeah, or it's water or whatever. So we got to watch the activity level and the food level, especially when you get to your higher-level athletes, because a little bit of food can go a long way. But at the same time, I'll still argue this to my death, uh, there's just this common misconception just to dump all this new food on people because they're a competitive athlete. And I've seen it fail more than I have seen it succeed personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just on the on the social medias. So uh, too much restriction and not enough balance. What's, what's that mean to you? Uh, I... Was just talking. Oh, I was talking to Lindsay about this, but um, basically, I think it, actually what I just said. I didn't really restrict myself per se, but I didn't eat. Um, I ate really clean for a long time, and I ate pretty much the same stuff over and over again. And then I got burnt out, and I feel like there wasn't enough balance, maybe, um, which can create kind of these bad food relationship things okay i'll also say this and you'll be pissed of course but i would say that good (laughs) it's not just you it's everybody it's myself included when when we get off of when we get off what we call schedule and we get off of that gain train or whatever and we don't work out as much our nutrition is good but it's not like it has been, it's not 100% dialed in, mm-hmm. and it, it all, it's, for me personally, it starts with, on the weekend, having ice cream, one time, and then that can go to the next day, I'll, I'll just finish that off, and then that will compound into maybe mid-week, next week, I, I feel like a cookie. It almost opens Pandora's box of, I tasted it, we, have already, we already know that sugar is more addictive than cocaine through testing. And it just kind of like you kind of want that fix and you're you're not working out as much. You have nothing to really focus on mm-hmm. and you go down this rabbit hole. And I would say that's exactly where you've been for a while. We can probably go back to a lot of tapes. And I've kind of seen, especially since COVID with you, has just been like you're descending as far as what you used to uh, – your motivation, your your work ethic as far as when you come in and you do work out, you, you do you absolutely lay it all out there. But as far as like being consistent with that, I've seen a dramatic decrease with that. And it's not just you, it's across the board with members. And even myself, uh, I'm actually going through right now, I was doing really, really well. And then just like the stress of everything is caught up with me and it's just it's really pulling me into a bad area. And, uh, so it's, it's hard. You, you don't want to work out. Okay. And then you want to eat bad comfort. We've talked about comfort food. What's it, what's it do for placebo and what, how it makes you feel, but you instantly regret it. Next thing you know, you're up five or six pounds. Mm-hmm. Your, your workouts fucking suck. You, the things that you used to crush are crushing you. Um, that makes it less, you makes it, you less inclined wanting to work out. And then now you're down, you go from the top to now you feel like you're in the gutter. And it's okay to 
indulge in those foods, but also I've talked to people who do have a true issue with food that if you can't eat that one time and then go right back on your nutrition the next day, then you're not ready to eat that yet. And I think you almost, in my opinion, to the people I've worked with, I almost give them, it's almost something they have to earn. And I can't tell them what to do, right? I can only suggest, hey, you got to earn this. And that is by staying consistent, showing that you actually can control it. Mm -hmm. So when you do do it and you finally get over that mental hurdle because let's say we stop working together and you get over that mental hurdle, you can go out and have a dinner anywhere you want and eat whatever you want and the next day you're back on it. Mm-hmm. Where I have a problem with people who have a relationship with bad relationship with food is the next day they want it again, and then I mean I feel I do feel that way to an extent, especially because like with DoorDash it's so easy <laughs> to just order food and it will literally be there by the time I get home. Which we talked about that. Like I'll get Outback and I'll be like, okay, well it's not really that bad because it's a steak, but it like, is who fucking kn- horrible for you. Yeah. Look it up. Well, and what they're cooking with, like yeah. all the oils yep. and butter and yeah. stuff like that. Like you never know. But anyways, I think, uh, again, just because I followed her for a while, uh, I think part of what she's saying is like people, and I get it, like when you restrict too much, uh, you have like this unhealthy relationship towards food and yeah. you do feel guilty. And I think Allie's like a good example. Like mm-hmm. she restricted for so, so, so long, long. Yeah. that... I mean, I think she's, like, better with it now. A lot better. But at first, like, she would feel so guilty for just, like, enjoying ice cream or something. Or she wouldn't for a while. She wouldn't even eat it. But it's, like, it's not, like, the devil, you know. <laughs> she, was, she was microwaving sweet potatoes and putting um, sweet and low on them and eating them in her car like a fucking apple. Yeah. Why? Because that's what she did for years for her figure stuff. Yeah. That's an unhealthy relationship with food. And the so this girl and another one that I follow that work together, they both did figure, and I think that's mainly yep. their background is um, people. A lot of people that they were with, including themselves, restricted so much and were hardcore dieters for so long, and they developed these terrible gut issues, gained yep, like absolutely. fifty pounds after, um, and then ended up. No, yeah, I I, to- weight and I totally agree. And I'll tell you the difference between a figure and CrossFitter. The unhealthy portion or part of a CrossFit athlete is when they become obsessive about it. Yeah, and that, that's, and, that's I think that's where she's coming. From. And I think there's a there's a, a a time and a place to be that way, right? Mm-hmm. If we're talking about you have a goal and you need to get you need to be in the best physical shape to get to that, and you need to be able to attack it with whatever. Right. Then once you have that goal, then that's your sacrifice. That's what you have to do. You have to, and that's what I've told Allie, and that's why it's kind of, Allie has learned to enjoy food, mm-hmm. finally. Yeah. And not feel like shit about it. Mm-hmm. With that said, Allie, we have goals. The Open's coming up. We we need to get your body weight down, yeah. right? And not in a bad way, but we got to start this process now so we can do it over a broad time. You cannot come off your nutrition except Thanksgiving and a holiday. Other than that, you have to because I think what has happened with someone like her, like you said, anytime she, if she goes out and eats, uh, has one beer and like, say she has some nachos, 
for four days, her body's completely wrecked, mm-hmm. like uh, inflamed, holding water. It's it's like the to where if you if you was to have it, um, yeah, it'd be you, like a day. Well, when you were in, like in your top shape, if you was to have it, you may not even notice it. You may have yeah. a little bit of bloating, mm-hmm. um, but for some reason, I don't know if it's because of her past uh, years and years and years of doing this, her body has a reaction unlike I've seen well, through anybody. It's probably some sort of like intolerance too because it, she hasn't been eating that for It's pretty crazy. So, yes, you got I don't you guys don't need to be obsessive about it to the point where you're a douchebag, but if you have goals and people are trying to trying to talk shit, it could be weight loss, it could be a fitness goal, it could be something you you're just challenging yourself. I won't I'm not I'm going to try 6 months and not cheat. Yeah. on food. Then that when people are trying to stop you, don't let them. Okay, yeah, that's a but goal. but don't don't be a dick about it. Be like, hey, oh no, I'm too good. We talk about this. Yeah, like, like, hey, look, <laughs> this is this is what's going on. Like, I'm tired how I feel. I'm tired how I I function, and I'm going to try this for six months. And you can either get on board and support me, or you can continue to talk shit, and we won't talk anymore. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. All right. So, uh, a couple more. <clears throat> too much stress and not enough stress management. <laughs> I just had to look at her. She already knew this. <laughs> What's that one mean to you? Uh, I mean, I think it's definitely important. Um, and I think is a big key, especially into one, tying into nutrition and also working out. Um, I don't know. I just think everybody has to work on it, you know? That's all you got? Like you, you can almost write a book on this. Well, on stress management, I just think sometimes well, no, we're putting not stress, too much. Not stress management, but stress and how it affects you. Oh yeah, I mean, no one likes it, especially when it's like multiple things that are big, you know. But I think that in general, we don't really know how to manage stress, and I think in this sense. She's not only talking about, like, external stress, but just, like, stress on your body, whether it's food, not eating enough, and working out too much. That's what I'm getting from this, is, like, working, you're putting so much stress on your body, yeah. um, and you're not managing it, whether that is, like, taking a rest day or not dieting for so long to where your body's, like, fucking feed me. <laughs> like, I need some food. Yeah, and we'll take we'll take stress too. Um, if you're a shift worker, um, and you work in the evenings, that adds oh, extra yeah. stress. Um, it messes with your cortisol levels. Um, hormones get all jacked up. Um, you can combat that with food, but also, um, you know, Brittany here when she gets, they have a lot of people. She's a dispatcher. And they have a lot of people that's out from COVID, and um, so she's had to pick up extra shifts. Well. She she gets off work and she came in yesterday and I think she had slept for like four hours and she comes in and and I told her we had a nutrition and I was like hey you know, at these points I'd rather why can't you work out in the evening what time do you work eleven p.m. well why don't you just work out at five thirty mm-hmm. well she likes to come in early get up like she only gets four hours sleep comes in or gets up at like one one thirty two o'clock comes in works out three thirty go home, eats, and takes a nap, then goes into work. Well, her nap is like a long, like, hour and a half, two-hour nap. Well, she doesn't feel good when she wakes up, so now we're going to try, hey, go home, sleep, work out at 5.30, 
go home, eat, and then take a 30-minute nap and see how that works. Because she was basically cutting her, she was stopping her sleep. She was in deep sleep. She cuts it off. Well, we've yeah. talked about what that does. Well, she's cutting that off, coming in here all groggy and expecting to perform well. Her body's going to be inflamed. Um, it's just it's just a bad recipe. So if you have the opportunity to sleep, sleep, and then work out later. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work out, to, you can work out and your schedule's kind of messed up. Don't work out. Yeah, It's that simple. You have to listen. Your body's stress on the body will cause weight gains and fluctuation inflammation uh you're gonna your cns isn't going to be recovered i mean everything's going to feel damn heavy because of the cns uh you're going to come in and i told her i was like you're coming in let's say you can only give you know 80 percent of your effort but if you use the rest today and come tomorrow you'll give 100 percent. like mm-hmm. does that not make sense or if you use the sleep through until you know four o'clock and not cutting you know and getting another three hours of sleep what do you think your performance will be that night? You have seven hours of sleep compared to four. We already know it would be drastically different. So I think it's definitely important to manage your stress. You know, I would say this is stressful times for a lot of people. Uh, the financial burden, the, the the family thing, this is like a lot of people's favorite time of the year to get with their family. Maybe you hate your family and you don't really, this is really not a big deal to you because <laughs> you don't want to see them anyways. Mm-hmm. Whatever. There's other stresses in your life, but to manage it, um, it's still this is all vague to me but like i said it's a snapshot you know stress management to me that's that's a whole that we could do a whole podcast on stress management but uh, i just made a post about this i think on excess about you got to find something that you enjoy and do it as often as you can as far as even if it's reading a book or watching netflix even though it's considered lazy in our minds as CrossFitters who are like, go, 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 like have that detachment from daily life um, to allow your, your body just to chill and get your mind off of it. Right. So I'm in the politics big time. And obviously this is a crazy time for politics, but sometimes I I'll stop watching that for a little bit and I'll go into a a podcast or it could be about bourbon. It could be about a Jocko podcast or I could watch something on, um, on UFOs, whatever. I just kind of detach completely from that yeah. and then get back into it because it is something I enjoy. Mm-hmm. But sometimes even the things you can enjoy can be too much. It could be CrossFit. Um, and that's still, that's a that's a fine line too because it's almost like food, right? If you get away from CrossFit, you can devel- develop a habit to find things to kind of take up that time mm-hmm. and that's harder to get back into it. Mm-hmm. That's from experience. And, it, and then you also know what's going to happen to your body. You know that your food's off and that you're, you know what's coming. And sometimes that's, like I said, that's harder to restart than it is to start. And that's just my opinion. So um, other than that, I think that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. You got anything you want to add? Like after talking about it, does your opinion change on anything, how you felt about this article? No. Cool. <laughs> well, I will. uh <laughs> But I, like I said, I kind of like know their background. So, like I said, they both, or she did, and then another person that she works with, who I've also like talked to and, fo- and followed for a long time. Um, they both did figure uh, for years, and they ended up they were like hardcore dieting for a long time, just like crazy working out. And I think that fa- that was kind of like where their passion. Obviously, they love exercising <laughs> and the sport, but um, 
I think they realized how much it wrecked their body when they stopped because they gained like a crap ton of weight and they were following people who they trusted at the time um, to know what they were doing for this and to take care of their bodies and that didn't happen. So I feel like that's kind of where she co- where she comes from in a lot of her posts about restrictive dieting and over-exercising and over-exerting yourself and not enough of the latter. I'll, I'll end with this. I just read the last portion. Um, the clients who come with us to, with this mindset are the clients who need to be fed in caps. Um, they're the clients who need to learn how to work out efficiently, effectively, instead of doing 10 exercises, circuit hit, plyometric, workout seven days a week. Once again, like there's nothing work. There's nothing wrong with working out seven days a week. There is nothing wrong with it. And your body can do it. Our bodies are amazing, especially when they're dialed in. I think there t- it takes work to be able to do that. As far as it's not just working out. It's the sleep, the the food, the hydration, uh, mobility, stability. All that stuff plays into it to work out seven days a week. But there's nothing wrong with it. If your body's firing on all cylinders and it feels great. Let your body do its fucking thing. Like, honestly, it's it's okay. Don't read this or read stuff like this like, oh, my God, it's like the old CrossFit methodology. Three days on, one day off. Well, well that one day off, if I take – if I do a three days on, one day off, so every Thursday is snatch and I miss snatch every single week for six weeks, how do I get better at it? Yeah. I'm just going to do it on my own. I'm going to practice in well, the Well, I mirror. don't think she's, like, thinking but, about but, CrossFit. But I know, but that's my point is we're – more tailored towards CrossFit. So, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying like, but I still, regardless, if you take CrossFit out of the equation, working out seven days a week is okay. If you listen to your body. Yeah. If you have all your ducks lined up, it's okay. And your body will be fine. You won't fucking explode. I promise. The I only th- thing that will explode is your gains. And yeah. I, and, but at the same time, if you're on that, if you're in your seventh day and your body's wrecked and you're trying to yeah. hit that seventh, then you're setting yourself up for a potential catastrophic injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, go back and forth between that one. I know you do. Well, just because, not for any other specific reason, but I'm like, I wonder if, like, your body, like, needs that one day. Whether you think you need it or not, like, if your body needs that day to recover. Here's what I know. Our bodies are the best check engine lights in the world. They will yeah. tell us what we need and when we need to do it. The problem we have is our brain. Yeah. Our brain will not allow us to, we won't listen to it. We'll mm-hmm. ignore it. And then when we ignore it, that's when we have issues. Absolutely. If, if you're feeling good, do it. If you're not, don't do it. But don't set a precedence before you get to that point that you can't do it. Yeah. Right. I think that's true. Like your brain is. Fuck yeah, it's true. You know why? Because I said it. Mm, I don't know about that. All right. You got anything you want to add? Don't think so. Bye. All right. Peace. Appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Who knows when the next one's coming. So you might want to frame this one up. Yep. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.